Ted Leo and the Pharmacists on WPRK. And that was on Continuous. And good morning. And you had a little sneak peek of who we have on the show today. Good morning. My name is Nick. Uh, you're listening to a certain degree. And I'm here with my very special guest. Let me go ahead and introduce you. I was going to set you up and talk about you a little bit, but uh, introduce you. Mark with a C is here. Hello, everybody. Good morning. And happy birthday. Thank you. It's uh, about a little less than 24 hours away, but we, we sort of do it like a birthday week, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we have this three-day weekend for you. Sure. Nice job. And then you had your show at the uh, Geek Easy last night? Yeah, I'm still awake from it, actually. I, I showered fresh for the show, and um, it was a really good time. Part. It was really cathartic. I appreciate all of those things that you've done, <laughs> is staying awake and showering. Well, Mark, I appreciate you coming out, too, because uh, I wanted to get to know you a little bit better. I've caught your shows a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I own some of your tracks and one of your albums. And you've got a lot of stuff going on right now in terms of re-releases of material and a new album that just came out. Mm -hmm. And you're, okay, I got to be honest with you, you're the second Mark with a C that I've had on. That's okay. So There's a lot of us. You're the first musician. See, I didn't know if it was a Highlander type of situation. <laughs> Is it not? I'm not sure how that works. My knowledge of Highlander basically extends to the episodes of the TV series that Roger Daltrey was on because I had to watch it as a Who fan, but that doesn't mean that I understood a single thing happening on the screen. I knew there were wrist tattoos. Yeah, a lot of wrist that, tattoos. That's basically what I remember. So I don't know what you're referencing other than Highlander exists. Okay, so there can only be one was the whole idea of there's these immortals and they have to kill each other for some reason. We, we're not really sure. They made a sequel and there was a terrible reason. And so, uh, yeah, that was the idea behind it. So I didn't know if it was the same thing with Marks with a C. No, not at all. Actually, other Mark with a C's buy my T-shirts. So oh, that they, I think they gotcha. get to jump on correcting the spelling all the time. I like that because it's a very niche market for your T-shirts as well. Sure. So, so it's e either fans or somebody named Mark. You know, you've got a shot in the dark if you see somebody in a Mark with a C shirt and just say, hey, Mark, and... There's about a one in 10 chance that you're going to get that right. That is actually, the name is Mark. Yep. I love it. I love it. So that's, uh, I, I think that speaks to your business acumen. So we're going to get into bad business ideas in the next hour. Great. Because I have some to pitch to you. Mm -hmm. And by coming on the show, I just want to remind you, you may not have listened to this part of the show or read in your contract stipulation, which doesn't exist for coming on the show. I just sort of, I, I assume that you know it just by me the saying The thing that you made up it. just now for yeah, the first yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. So you have to run with one of these business ideas. So you have to like run the organization and put the money into it and all that. Oh, so. I'm absolutely on that in the most imaginary way possible. Perfect, perfect. So let's get to know you a little bit better. We're gonna play a game. Uh, this is a game we play with everybody, uh, 20 questions. Mm -hmm. But instead of saying yes or no, you're gonna say forgive or forget. Because what's better than forgiving? Um, let's, um, well, there's probably a few things, but it's really good. Forgetting is not that good. I'm super paranoid. I'm 43 now. I'm super paranoid about starting to lose my memory. So forgetting is possibly the most terrifying thing. So you to me think right forgetting now. is bad, yeah. and you think forgiveness is good? Yes. Hmm. In the case of this game. Okay, because I would flip it for reasons, and I'm sure we could go on and on about that. Right. Um, I think that not having the memory of a bad experience can be. Uh, slightly more. It's like an ignorance, is, uh, ignorance, ignorance is sort plus. of thing. Okay. Would you like to flip it? No. For, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do your rules. Nick. Okay. Forgive and forget. Now, normally it would be regret or revenge because that's how I live my life. 
Oh, I'm Re- not a revenge, revenge person. No. Oh, really? No, not at all. Yeah. So for, forgive or forget. That's a okay. Good way let's to go. do forgive or forget. Okay. Are you ready, Mark? I, I think so. Great. All right. There's really no way to prepare for this. Uh, ice storms. Apparently, something that's gripping the Midwest, which you'll be going to shortly. Uh, forget. Forget. Yeah, not- I don't want to go through an ice storm, but I'll be flying. So I guess as long as the pilot knows what they're doing, I'm all, I'm all right. But I'd choose not. If possible, <laughs> if that's an option, if somebody, you know, if the Weather Channel calls and says, Mark, would we this, have the technology, do you want to go through an ice storm? I would forget. Okay, good to know. Uh, Generation X. So I believe you are you and I are both ensconced. Um, or no, you might be... Uh, the band? Uh, forgive. N- uh, Billy Idol's first band's fantastic, especially the track Kiss Me Deadly. They're unfairly overlooked in the punk genre. All right, I'll give you that one. Uh, LASIK eye surgery. Both wearing glasses. How do you feel about lasers being shot at your For eyeballs? myself, forget. I was offered by a family member once like they were going to pony up the cash. Mm-hmm. And I went, I'm just not, I don't have that much faith in medicine. Too paranoid about it. I'm the same way. Absolutely. Also, take the chance. I have very bad eyesight. I feel like the NASA level lasers are going to be too big to fit in my eyes. When they told me that you would be able to smell your eye burning is when I said, no, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Forget big old glass of forget on that one. Very good. How about colonizing Mars? Um, forgive. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? Do you want to go? Not right now. No, well, not right now, but in the future, would you, if they said, Mark, we need somebody to play with Judy Tenuta on Mars? <laughs> I would need more information first, but it sounds promising and I'd subscribe to the newsletter, so forgive. Okay, very good. So we lost him, I think, uh, on Friday or Saturday, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. I, I know very little about him other than the fact that he passed. Yeah. So professional um, wrestler from the eighties. Did you watch uh, any wrestling? I, w- I was 80s? never a wrestling person. No. Okay. So whatever you're asking about this, I'm going to have to say forgive simply because it was a beloved person to some that passed away and I know nothing else. All right. Very good. Snapchat. Forgive for its existence. Mm-hmm. Forget for me personally, because I occasionally get pictures from fans that don't understand boundaries. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, so I have to limit the engagement sometimes. Is that a problem with all social media? Not so much, but since Snapchat tends to not save it on the server, there's less chance of um, spreading what you had seen or what it, what you had been sent. So, so they're a little uh, people are a little more uh, brave, if you will. Yeah, my understanding is that Snapchat will show you the picture for a short period of time, and then it goes away from the servers forever. So, if someone sends me something that's really disturbing, I have no way to prove that I saw that. So, personally, forget. But I know that people love the service, so forgive. Gotcha. It, it's half and half. Gotcha. All right. How about zombies? If they're starring in a film. Forgive. If they're the subject of a Fela Kuti song, forgive. If they're right next to me, forgive. Because I can outrun them. They don't have oxygen running through their bodies, so they don't have what they need to power their muscles, and I I can take them. Oh, okay. See, I would just, I, I would curl up into a ball. I'm super frightened of that. That's bad, because then you're not even, you're not even trying. Okay, so running is good. I would say a brisk walk like that, that person who appears to be jogging, but they're really just moving their arms a lot. Like you yeah. can even do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And power walk. It's not even power walk. It's just, I think they think they're jogging. <laughs> All right. You could appear to power walk and take out a zombie. Nice. All right. So 146 years ago, uh, they started Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. 
And now we just heard that in March they will have their final shows. Mm-hmm. Forgive or forget. Forget. I, I can't uh, abide their treatment of animals. And I believe that there are better places to turn for circus acts, uh, especially th- uh, aerial arts. Right. So Cirque du Soleil, Absolutely. stuff like that. Yeah, there yeah, are yeah. much better alternatives that don't hurt any animals. And, well, I guess the only issue I have with it is now all these carnies are going to be on the street. I'm they can travel with uh, traveling fares, right? Oh, that's true. Not all carnies. Not all carnies? Not all carnies. Hashtag. <laughs> Not my carny. <laughs> so they rolled this out in Pittsburgh. They tried it out and they're uh, trying it out in San Francisco. How do you feel about driverless Uber? I don't know enough about it, so right now I'm going to say forget because that scares me the way zombies must scare you. The, the idea is that eventually they'll get to a point where you can call an Uber, it'll come, and no one will be in the car. Uh, they were testing it with a sort of safety driver, so there's still an Uber uh, person in the car, an employee in the car. They're just in the passenger seat, and they have uh, they can take over the car if necessary. Absolute forget. That is such an absolute forget. Who would I annoy with my Frank Zappa in the car? If you know that's no, that's terrible. I don't so, need an excuse to text while in a car. Did you see uh, Dweezil Zappa? This I did. Yeah. yeah. How was that? Uh, he was absolutely fantastic. His band is much like if Frank couldn't show up, but the band did the show anyways. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so exquisitely perfect and on the nose that uh, we just had a great time. And I'm a, I'm a very big Zappa fan. So yeah. it meant a lot to me to see it. Good. So we're still in January, so I'm still going to bring this up. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Forget. Never make them. Never make them. Do you do anything for the year? Do you ever, you know, reflect on, do you have a theme for the year or anything along those lines? Not really. I think that uh, my canonical body of work will, uh, people can make sense of it when I'm dead. If I think about how long I'm taking or, I mean, I, I must have released six or seven releases last year if i'm thinking about well this is what normal people do in a short span of time then i wouldn't be doing what i do Hmm. so i work at my own pace and i think that uh, i'm better for it so forget i don't need a calendar to tell me when to lose weight very good uh how about virtual reality forgive i want to try it out yeah you know the whole headset and the like I want to go, I want to skip this part into the the plug in the back of my neck. Oh, I don't I want to like go that far. Heavy. The headset's going to be heavy. I've seen enough episodes of Black Mirror to know that I don't want to go that far. But I'll forgive for where it's at now because I I definitely want to try it. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't make me car sick. That's my big thing. Like I oh, don't want to yeah. get nauseous. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Bad business idea right there. So Dramamine specifically tailored for the virtual reality set. Yeah, they could hook you up to an IV full of Dramamine. I love it. Or or Bonine. I'm sorry, what is that? Uh, B-O-N-I-N-E. It's much like Dramamine, but no drowsy symptoms whatsoever. What? Yeah, my wife is an aerial artist and she has to spend quite a bit. So yeah. she, we basically own stock in this stuff. Nice. Okay. Well, we're going to talk offline about that. Energy drinks. Forget no, no go on those. No, they, they make me feel really funny. They make my brain work really, really fast, but everything comes out very slowly. Yeah, it's not a very productive thing. No, it's not for me. And now besides that, I mean, they have like Bob Marley energy drinks right now. And that's when when you put the Bob Marley label on something that's not music, I say you're that's it. The Too bubble far. has has popped. Too far. Mm. His line of restaurants, though. 
I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know if he has a line of restaurants. Uh, theme parks. Oh, forgive. Why, why, why shouldn't uh, teenagers have a great place for their first job that isn't a fast food restaurant? And where would kids go to watch people get sick and drunk in public for the first time? Like, they can't go to bars. They need to see the effects of alcohol early on. And so take them to Epcot. So... <laughs> Uh, theme parks as a PSA. I hadn't thought of that. That's why we do this is because I get insights into things I hadn't thought of. Thank you, Mark. People drink around the world at Epcot all the time they, and they, they really also have do. frozen land. So, oh yeah, you know, kids are just standing in line waiting to see Elsa while people are puking in the Swedish bushes. I hadn't thought of that. That's uh, very, very wonderfully graphic. So they just came out uh, and said that this, uh, there's a study out there. I don't know how real it is. I haven't done my research. But I just read headlines for the most part, just like the rest of the U.S. Uh, they have said that spicy food will make you live a little bit longer. There's a new study out. How do you feel about spicy food? Forget. I have a very, very sensitive tongue to spicy food. Forgive for others because they love it. And I don't see why people shouldn't have things that they like that don't harm you. But for myself, I'd prefer to forget. So you're going to live less. It's fine. But you're going to enjoy yourself more while you're living because you don't. I like when food doesn't injure me. All right. No cactus for you. <laughs> Fine. 90s nostalgia. Oh, forgive. Forgive anybody, uh, you know, getting the chance to discover that cluster of bands that got signed in the wake of Nirvana when the labels were just grasping at straws. Oh, yeah. So many good bands were one and done. And I can't wait for us to be like... Well, I knew them before they were Remember, cool. Remember Whale? They did Hobo Hump and Slowbo, babe. <laughs> like, I can't wait for it. I'm so excited about it. I just woke up a little bit when you brought up 90s nostalgia. Good. That's what I'm here I'm for. I'm so excited. We don't need energy drinks when we have That's why we had nostalgia. to forget them. Yeah. Uh, comic book movies. Forgive because so many people enjoy them. Do you enjoy them? Were you a comic book guy? I was uh, until I was about 13, and then a family member sold my collection for drugs, and uh, I... Uh, the, the pain was too great to put the collection back together. So um, I know quite a bit about comic books, mm -hmm. but never got back into them. I do enjoy one graphic novel series called Sex Criminals. Oh, and yeah. That's I, I enjoy yeah. that one quite a bit. And that's sort of easing me back into comics. The pain's been very real for a long time. Well, it's interesting because a lot of them are really becoming, I think, what the promise was when we were kids. So when The Dark Knight and Watchmen mm -hmm. and all that came out and there was like this... No, it's really literature. Um, it's really not just comic books in the in the in that sense of you know something really silly and superheroes and tights and all that stuff. But sex criminals and a lot of the other ones that are coming out right now are amazing. And I do quite enjoy the uh, the Garden Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. I, I saw that before I'd ever read a single comic, so yeah. I don't see why it shouldn't exist. But I hear tales that everybody else goes in sort of a love to hate it way. And right. why shouldn't they have a healthy place to put their hatred? Oh, that's a good point. I like that. You know, it's like The Purge, but less death. Yeah, and it's not directed at me. Which that's great. I I'm love that. I am so happy they're, they have one time per year to not direct their hatred at you, Nick. <laughs> that one time. So this uh, kind of falls back onto the movies. What about award season? So we're, uh, we've already started. We're already ensconced in award season. Mm -hmm. Been using the word ensconce a lot lately, though. So I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's, it's a perfectly a word. cromulent word. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. 
we're getting up and doing all these awards and just very self-serving, it seems sometimes. How do you feel about award season? Forget. Yeah. A uh, big, big piping, steaming Culligan bottle full of forget. Uh, the Grammys are such a joke that... Yep. I mean, it's been, uh, you, you can point to Metallica losing to Jethro Tull for best heavy metal album the year that And Justice for All came out, if you'd like. But in the year 2000, Eminem lost the Grammy for Marshall Mathers LP, which I believe that was the LP, which was clearly the style of the times mm -hmm. and beloved by many people. And they lost to Steely Dan's to Against Nature. Now, I'm a much bigger Steely Dan fan, but even I was calling BS. They looked so shocked on that stage. Steely Dan walking up there like Uncle Fester, like, ah, we beat Eminem, I don't know. It was like Christopher Lloyd on too many energy drinks. It was absolutely a wash since I've been old enough to watch it. However, I do like the shows because I get turned on to performers I otherwise never would have seen. I saw Sinead O'Connor on the, the Jethro Tall year. And oh, nice. So I, I heard her before, Nothing Compares to You, yeah. blew up the airwaves. So I like the shows if they didn't, say this is who wrinkly old white guys think is the best they might have a good show on their hands they might that's something we should look into yeah let's if do the grammy list the, grammys if it wasn't for the wrinkly white guys in charge of everything so let's switch over back to some technology how about drones how do you feel about drones mm. forgive because i really like the idea of just ordering popcorn from Amazon and having it, having it delivered. I, I'm going to have to forgive. I know that there's bad things that can happen, but you know, if I can have a sandwich delivered very, very quickly, <laughs> I'll take it. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of this or you like to play video games. Uh, the Nintendo switch is the new system. I know it's out. big right now, but I I've got the Wii U and we put a lot of money into it and I'm not ready to make the Switch, uh, sorry for the pun, but so I've refused to look into it whatsoever. I, I'm too invested in my other video game system. I can't afford to like it. Perfect. I, I love it. I think that's a good way to look at it, too, because it's um, it's incredibly expensive. So not so much for the system itself, mm -hmm. but there are the controllers are even more expensive than they used to be because now the controller is a key component to it. And basically it's basically a tablet that comes apart. No, I can't afford to and like then, that. Yeah. No, okay. that's, uh, forget, big forget. old forget. All right, last one, cobbler, the dessert. Forgive, Yeah. absolutely forgive. I, I love a good peach cobbler. Uh, cobbler or pie? What's the difference? Well, one is kind of, I, I always feel like cobbler is like a deconstructed pie. So the crust is just on the top. Whereas in a pie, the crust is on the bottom and on the side. But usually when they scoop the cobbler out, it kind of crumbles and falls apart. And usually yeah. some of the crust is on the bottom. So no, it's, some of it's on. So I don't see much difference. Why not both? Oh. Why not? Why cobbler don't we make a, a pie cobbler? Chaser? I'm writing that down right cobbler. now. Cobbler. You know what one of my favorite things is? Mashing um, words together. I'm glad I didn't let you guess because I think you were going to go in a couple of different directions. There. I could have guessed so many things. <laughs> All right. Mark with a C is here. We're going to play one of your songs. How about Jessica? I heard you like the who. Sure. You can play that song. All it's right. your show. Well, really play uh, whatever you'd like. Okay. Do you want to set this up? Do you want to uh, tell us anything about the song? Sure. It's uh, from a 2008 record called Linda Lovelace for President that as of this morning has just come out on vinyl for the first time. It was available on CD and digital for years and years and years. It was recorded uh, in five days on a four track, a failing four track in my garage. 
Um, I don't think I slept for four and a half of those days. And Jessica, I heard you like the who was a, a true story from high school. So it wasn't creepy. Um, it was from my high school perspective of wanting to hang out with a lady because she had really cool taste, but she thought I was trying to hit on her. Oh, yeah. You had no other intentions. Absolutely none. Wow. That's great. And the vinyl, describe the vinyl real quick, because I, here's the thing. I love vinyl in general. Mm -hmm. um, I love it more as an art form. Mm -hmm. And so you've come out with some very interesting, you got three albums coming out on vinyl uh, right now. Today. In terms of reissues. Mm -hmm. uh, describe the vinyl for Linda Lovelace for President. It, it is a sort of blow pop blue, let's say. It, it looks like candy. You're going to want to eat it. But don't. Just, I mean, you or can. I don't know what the effects will be. There's, there's, let's say don't eat it. Let's there's just X say amount don't of petroleum it. In, don't eat it. in the vinyl so but it looks really beautiful and there's um a picture of me on the label about 50 pounds ago i'd say so 50 pounds ago in a galaxy far far away yes there's some stills from the ill-fated live at stardust movie in the liner notes nice so yes this is a very orlando centric album but jessica i heard you like the who is not it's universal for anybody who tried to befriend someone in high school in the 90s because they also liked the who yep there's a lot of us out there that feel that way. All right, so we're going to hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My Morning Jacket on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Out of My System from their album, Big Decisions. And starting us off was Mark with a C with Jessica, I Heard You Like the Who from Linda Lovelace for President. Uh, Linda Lovelace for President just reissued today, this very day. Yes. On vinyl. And Mark with a C is here. I am. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a certain degree. Uh, that was a great track. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. It's actually, uh, I, I'd put it in probably my top 10 of my favorite pop songs that I've written. Your favorite top pop songs. So where does it on your favorite pop songs overall? It wouldn't chart. It wouldn't chart. No, it wouldn't. Okay. Because I'm, I'm you wrote a it? much bigger fan of other people making sounds than my own sounds. Right. See, I like that about people. I think if you answered, it's up there with The Who or something along those lines, I don't, I think you have to be very self-aware to be a good musician. Well, I, I don't think I would disrespect anybody that thought that highly of their own art because, you know, the world needs Kanye's. And I like some of Kanye's records, and I don't think without that self-appreciation, I would like some of those records so much. They, they, they're sort of like a snake eating their own tail. Like, he's writing about how great he is, but also misunderstood for how great he is, and making <laughs> fun of himself for how great he is, and... You need that. I, I don't think I'd be capable of writing that. So not so much on the paradoxes for you. No, I, I think about paradoxes and then I shut down for a couple of hours trying yeah. to figure them out. Like yeah, yeah, when yeah. Pinocchio says my nose will now grow, that's it. I'm done for the day. I can't think about anything <laughs> else. Stop thinking about okay, it now. I'm not done. No, let me change the subject. 80s and 90s. We grew up in the 80s and 90s. We're relatively close in age. Mm -hmm. I'm older and uh, hairier than you. I, I think I can put that out there. Is that okay to say? Um, well, I, I've only seen you with your shirt off for like from the front, yeah. so I don't know. I'd have to check out the back to be sure that you were hairier. Back is the same. Oh, no. Yeah, you're definitely hairier okay. than me. I'm fairly hairless. Uh, so 80s and 90s, we had the music distribution was exactly one way. It was literally one way. Uh, we had the record companies telling us what to listen to. They, You may disagree with whether or not they told the radio stations what to play, but they did Yeah, for the most part. So it was very interesting to hear bootlegs and to try to go out and find stuff. Like I remember when Napster first came out 
and looking for. I didn't want any of the regular albums. I'll go out and buy the albums. What I wanted was the stuff that you couldn't get. Sure. So the Japanese releases of B-sides and things of that nature. So moving from the 80s and 90s to now, and you were in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. You were an artist uh, back in the late, I mean, basically since you were a kid. Yeah. Essentially writing songs and still using some of that stuff. How did you feel about the the distribution channels kind of opening up um, and becoming digital? Uh, specifically, you mean around the, the turn of the century when yep. Napster came around? I was Napster initially excited about it, but I heard in, in the first few files that I had downloaded, specifically some of them were on Pete Townsend's website, and he was offering up some board recordings of like, here's a song The Who did last night, and I heard the compression immediately. And it was a quick turnoff. I don't mind compression because it's a it's a really useful tool, mm -hmm. and you you do need it to a certain extent. Pardon the pun for recording music. Otherwise, you go way into the red, and your plosives are all over the place, and the needle will jump right out of the groove. It just it, it needs to be centered and limited. But there was something about this degree of compression and this type of compression that was forced onto everything, and it. Uh, it led to ear fatigue, which I don't think people have really caught on to yet to, to the extent that it's really happening. People think that they like listening to music less, but what they actually don't like is the loudness wars. It's much like someone speaking very close to your ear in the same tone over and over at the same volume. And at some point, that's going to annoy you and you're going to want to turn mm -hmm. it off and you're going to think, I don't like this album. But it's not that. It's you don't like this one tone. And this is the only thing you're getting now. So if you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Pandora, they're more than likely delivering it to you in an MP3 and you will get ear fatigue. You don't enjoy the music less. You enjoy the delivery system less. Hmm. I hadn't thought of that. So... It basically, it, because it's flattened, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So it's flattened down in order to deliver it in a more succinct manner, in a more uh, uh, faster, faster, sure. better, all that stuff. No, I think it has every right to exist, and I like it. For, um, for example, in the car, if I'm playing an iPod, I don't notice those things because there's all kinds of other sounds. Stuff there's the on. engine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other cars passing by. So I do get X amount of dynamics that are outside of those speakers. Plus, I have a, an okay sound system in the car. It works there, but for quality listening, to really make a judgment call on it, Neil Young is not wrong. And it's so wacky that it's taking a guy who's been standing in front of 68 Marshall amps per night for 40, 50 years to tell us, hey guys, I know my hearing shot, but if I'm hearing a problem, maybe there's a problem. Maybe there's an actual issue. Yeah, this guy definitely knows from sound quality, and he, he believes that what we've got going right now is worse than AM radio. Hmm. So then how do you feel or wh where do you stand on CDs? I think if they're mastered properly, they're fine. Okay. Um, I'm not crazy about the decisions that were made early on in CDs because they were a bit of a rush job. Right. Um, there's a great book called Perfecting Sound Forever that details from the beginning of basically recording sound to the present. And it's a real eye opener. It's available pretty much anywhere that you would purchase a book. Um, especially any website. I don't want to plug, obviously. But, any particular one, yep. Uh, a, a cheap place to um, acquire books. And CDs simply weren't ready. And they had to make a quick industry decision on how many bits it was going to be, what sample rate it was going to be, and it was not ready to go. 
And on top of it, they hadn't perfected mastering for compact discs. So often they were taking the vinyl masters, which had centered bass, and they were EQ'd to work on vinyl grooves. But if you took away the RIAA curve, it's didn't it didn't sound proper. So all those early CDs, you were fooled into believing this sounded great because there was no surface noise. There was no crackles. But in truth, it really sounded like crap. And the uh, those labels, and this is on record, started pushing CDs by sending out to those very radio stations that you brought up. They sent them record uh, CD players. Mm -hmm. They sent them piles of CDs. And they said, uh, we need you to give these away. Every time you play something from a CD, you need to say it's from a CD. You needed to convince people this is the greatest in technology. Mm -hmm. And sometimes stations would get away with just playing it from the albums, the actual vinyl records, because the CDs sounded so bad. Right, they didn't even want to, So, but they would still say it was played off a CD, yeah. more than likely. Yeah. Now, uh, recently, since 2012, they've been remastering the Zappa catalog, which famously sounded terrible on the Ryko Disc label. And some, in some cases, it actually sounds better than it ever has on a 16-bit CD. Hmm. Uh, even better than the LPs. Oh, wow. For some titles. I'd, for some I would of them, put yeah. them I, I'd give them the Pepsi challenge, you know? <laughs> So it's possible to work within the confines of them, but they normally don't. You're in a studio, you record at around 24-bit uh, resolution, 96K, and then you literally chop that in half. You put half of the music on the CD. And then from there, you whittle it down to a 128 um, MP3. So you are getting so little of the sound that was actually ever recorded. And right. that's why things like HD tracks are really taking off, because for the first time, you're able to get every bit of the sound so it's basically blu-ray for music it's very close yeah, yeah yeah interesting i hadn't thought of that so the other thing I, I i guess what my real issue was was the actual distribution so not so much the the medium mm -hmm. but the the fact that we didn't have a choice in the music that we listened to now you could go out and find the bootlegs and do all those things but for the most part it was here's pop music here's what pop music is going to be I even feel like Nirvana and the grunge movement and everything like that was, there was a reaction to that, but Nirvana itself was very premeditated. Do you believe that Nirvana was premeditated by the label? Mm-hmm. Well, why did they only press 50,000 copies of Nevermind on initial um, make? In that oh, because I don't know, I, I don't think they knew exactly how big it was going to be. Yeah, it was a get-out-of-the-way-and-duck record. It sold out of the initial 50,000 copies yeah. within three weeks. They um, And then it went platinum by January, and it knocked Michael Jackson's Dangerous off of number one. And it took that long because they were sold out of it for that long. They didn't even have copies for Christmas. So I don't believe that there was any chance that it was premeditated. They uh -huh. believe that um, if they worked really, really, really hard in about a year, they could have a gold record. Really? Yes. Okay. I, do, I do not believe that with the climate of 1991, with CNC Music Factory burning up the airwaves, with the most <laughs> uh, insane thing that you were hearing on the radio was Losing My Religion, a mandolin-driven song with no chorus. I don't believe that someone heard Smells Like Teen Spirit and went, this is going to play great in the sticks. Never. I mean, the video isn't even that great. You know, yeah. it's sepia-toned and kind of monochrome, and we liked big and colorful things on TV. At There's the time, no yeah. way it was premeditated. It literally went against the grain of everything that sold. 
So then, and this is, we were talking a little bit about this earlier. The reaction to that was to sign every, first of all, every band out of Seattle. Yes. And pretty much the Pacific Northwest. And then anything with a similar sound. Yeah. And then everything like it. Then we got the 90s sound, basically, because you still had the pop music, people trying to make the pop music, but they merged it together. And it was wonderful. Thanks to uh, bands like that getting signed, I ended up hearing about Sloan, a really great Canadian band. And up there, they're very big. Down here, they can't get arrested. Right. But if they hadn't been snapped up, Sloan might have died in a garage. And now they've been going for 22 years, I think. And they're one of my favorite pop bands. So it was wonderful. A lot of bands that otherwise never would have gotten a chance got to be heard. I mean, if you think for a second that Green Day, um, no matter what you think about them, if if you think for a second that that could have happened without Nirvana happening first, without paving the way for stripped-down rock and roll, even more stripped-down than the most stripped-down Bay City Rollers type thing, these people were... Nirvana was influenced by freaking beat happening and getting it and Daniel Johnston and getting their records played on the radio. The labels didn't understand it. So they went, do we not get it? We don't great sign it because they didn't know what that next confusing thing was. And the day that Kurt Cobain died, I believe that the labels went, we don't know what to do anymore. So boy bands and electronica. I mean, it was like night and day. Yeah. Uh, now you were asking specifically about the distribution methods, but I think, I feel like there's a specific question in in what you're asking that I'm not quite getting. No, 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 no. I like going off on, uh, on tangents that are compelling and interesting because here's the thing. I have these certain beliefs because I, I, I dislike eighties music. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I dislike it is because of the nostalgia factor. First of all, it sounds all the same to me at this point. But the other thing was the eighties weren't that great for me personally. There's a Vaseline song you must hear called I Hate the 80s, and I believe it will be your new anthem. It might be. It might be. But, uh, you know, I was in high school. It wasn't a great experience. Middle school wasn't a great experience. And so finally, when the 80s were over and I graduated in 91, so it was this cathartic moment where I realized there's a little more music out there. And then I worked at a couple of record stores and I realized there's a little more music out there. And then I worked at WUCF and I realized, oh, my gosh, I don't even understand how much music Mm -hmm. is out there. And then when the distribution changed after Napster and everything else, and if you really think about it now, whether you, the quality of the music, we, we, you know, is something we need to come back to, but I have access to every band right now. And it's on some level, I find it very, very overwhelming because I don't know who to listen to. I don't know how to listen to it. I don't know, you know, when to listen to it, but I love having that ability to do it and picking and choosing. I'm not a music snob by any means. A little bit, uh, but I think the the ability to have that at my fingertips is wonderful. Without that ability, my career would be sunk because I'm very very specialized. You know, you have to really like lo-fi kind of obscure things mm-hmm. to stumble upon what I do. So that's been wonderful for my career. But I run into the same issues. I don't know where the function that I really want Spotify to have is the shuffle all button. I want to just be able to put Spotify on random. I want to get a random chapter from an audiobook. I want to hear a classical piece. I want to hear some Sun Ra after that. Right. I want to not know what's coming. And until they implement that feature, I don't believe that I will feel like we've caught up with the possibilities of digital distribution. 
But things like Bandcamp are catching up to, uh, you know, you've got tags like I want this specific type of music and you can, uh, if you find somebody that you do like on Bandcamp, you look at the tags, say they're doing Vaporwave, you can click the Vaporwave tag mm -hmm. and find 60 other bands that are all making Vaporwave cassettes. And I think we're getting the hang of it, but we're not there yet. I want to ask you about the hatred of 80s music. Sure. Do you hate the Pixies? No. So there are some bands that I do like, and for whatever reason, maybe I had a good experience. Like, I, I, I do love the Cars. Mm -hmm. So there are certain bands that I like, but I think in general, the 80s, the 80s nostalgia, let's call it. So this idea that everything in the 80s was fantastic and nothing could go wrong and nothing bad ever happened in terms of the music and the pop culture. So basically it was all saved by the bell. Like that's, you know, yeah, it was all yeah, slap yeah. bracelets. Yeah, that's yeah. what you don't like. Right, exactly. Okay, I understand now. And maybe the uh, the horrible gated reverb drum sound that we first heard in, in the air tonight and then it became, this is the drum this sound the drum everybody sound. will use. Always. Right. I, I think I get where you're coming from. I was like, man, you said you're not a music snob, and then you dismissed an entire decade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which way to go with this. I'm kind of a music snob. I might be a little bit of a music snob. So there's that. Well, why don't we take a quick break? Let's play some They Might Be Giants. Sure. Are you familiar with their work? Yeah, I've played with them. Have you really? Yeah, I, I played at uh, the Orange County Convention Center with them in 2013. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that they're still around, and they started basically in the 80s. Yeah, you, you don't yeah. hate the 80s I as don't. much as you think. Okay, fine. I <laughs> but love they didn't that, use that drum sound. That's true. They were using the drum machine. They were very incredibly lo-fi. Dial a song and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah so you, you can't blanket. I'm going to come up with a whole 80s playlist just for you to go, and it's going to be called Nick Doesn't Hate the 80s. I'm going to prove it to you. All right. Fine. If you're offering, then yes, I'm in. I'm absolutely in. Uh, yeah, that, that will be delivered on uh, May 32nd. Perfect. I can't wait. Uh, so this is Women and Men from They Might Be Giants on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And that was the Buzzcocks on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, with Everybody's Happy Nowadays. Starting us off was They Might Be Giants with Women and Men. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. And I'm here with Mark with a C. Good morrow, everybody. Good, wait, is that tomorrow? Are you saying good tomorrow? Technically, it's tomorrow for me. Oh, that's true, so yeah. I, I'm wishing everybody the same day I'm having. Excellent, excellent. So, you do you mainly sleep during the day? Do you live this whole rock and roll lifestyle? Uh, I have a circadian rhythm that doesn't uh, agree with the rest of the world. I, I'm normally up till about five or six in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I have to take heavy, heavy narcotics to go to sleep. And, and I don't say that to sound cool. I mean, I, my brain literally does not shut off unless right. I medicate myself. And all with a doctor's help, nothing illicit or anything oh, of absolutely. that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, a severe diagnosed insomniac. It's absolutely horrific. Do you ever wish that someone would just shoot you with a tranquilizer gun? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Like right now, my body is exhausted because... Yeah. Uh, I played a show last night. I did all of this setup for uh, the records that came out this morning, and my body feels like it could fall asleep. My mind wouldn't let it. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm going to look into tranquilizer guns because I feel like that might help. I talk to my doctor show. and see if there's any um, uh, 
any interactions that we should be aware of. Because, you know, if it's going to make me break out in highs, basically just not the face. That's the family motto for in my house. Like, not in the face. Not in the face. Yeah. That's your family motto. That's on the crest. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I like that. And and we agreed earlier that we could possibly be related off mic. So that might be yours, too. Just not in the face. I mean, do you disagree? Well, uh, no, I'm good with the face. I don't think I, I think I have a face for radio, so I think I'm good. Okay. Hit me pretty much anywhere. Well, in that case, yeah, we that, that's it. We're not related. We're not related. That's it. This, I'm also this Thanksgiving is over. Canadian Greek, so I think that's fairly I'm, distant. From... I'm partially Greek, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a, a little bit of Greek. In You're me. bringing it's me French, back. French, Swedish, and Greek. You're bringing me back because I'm French Canadian, and I'm going to Canada uh, later this year. So uh, okay, we're so related. So one of the things, Mark Lucy is here, uh, musical artist, musician record enthusiast, vinyl enthusiast, mm-hmm. markwithac.com. You can look him up, listen to tracks, buy some albums, get the new reissues that have just come out on vinyl. Yes. Uh, so three albums of his, and then a lot of your back catalog, including your new album that just came out last year. Yeah, Unicorns is, Get More Bacon, and there was a live in-studio cassette with my band, the Mark With a C trio, called Kark. Kark. What, where did the name Kark come from? There was a Starbucks meme that everybody thought they were the first one to see, so they kept tagging me in it and uh, I decided well if they're going to do that I can link them back to the cassette called Kark to show them well not only have I heard about it but here's the product so (laughs) it was just monetary well I like how you have that sort of interaction with your fans where you know you have to do that so you're you're essentially a working musician Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, you know you're not the obviously you're not the most popular musician in the world or you wouldn't have come on my show because I can't sure, get I would have. any I like your show. I can't get any of those popular musicians. I send dozens and dozens of telegrams, and none of them will come on the show. Do you think you're overusing the word stop? Uh, it could be. If come on my show, s- stop. Yeah, if it's... I'd really appreciate dear, it. Dear, stop. stop. They, stop. Might, stop. Be, be, stop. It Giants. <laughs> They're never going to get through that. As far as your interactions with your fans go, I was really interested to hear about this uh, story. I read about it. Uh, Popular Music was one of your albums from, was it 2013? 2013. 2013. And so what you did was sort of, you had this idea for crowdsourcing. Uh, and I think it came from somewhere else. You crowdsourced something else. Uh, and then you had this idea for, what if I crowdsource an entire album? Yeah, uh, I had ran a Kickstarter to put the first pressing of Normal Bias, which the reissue came out this morning, but uh, it's a really nerve-wracking experience because your future, you're you're trusting it to the people that listen to your music and hoping that you've had a good enough idea. So I thought, well, what if we were to really just throw fate into their hands? And technically, if if you do everything that fans claim to want, then you're making the best album of all time for that specific fan base. Mm -hmm. And we collected all the information, and if you get the album, well, first of all, there's a pie chart on the cover, and when you take the album out of the sleeve, it's actually the pie chart. The vinyl is the pie chart, and you're dropping the needle on the information and listening back to the sourced material. And in the liner notes, we broke down into graphs per song, like which percentage of answers that we use to build each song. And, uh, yeah, it w- I decided to take crowdsourcing as far as I could personally take it. And I think it turned into one of my best albums. And that's no mean feat. 
when I'm writing, you know, I hit a block sometimes and I look for inspiration in different places. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's on YouTube and then I go down a rabbit hole sure. and I, you know, don't come back. So when you were looking at maybe some of the titles that people were uh, giving you or something along those lines, you find inspiration from that? Was it like, oh, I'd never thought of that. I'm glad that happened. So now that I've completed this song. Sometimes. I mean, there's some I can't repeat on the air, but sure. there was a, I, one of the questions I'd asked was, what is a song title that would lead you to buy an album immediately? Like sight unseen. And the overwhelming response was Freebird. So I wrote a new song called Freebird about giving away a bird on Craigslist. <laughs> so now when people yell Freebird, as they inevitably do at concerts, you I have, a have another song called Freebird to offer that them. That you can go to. Yes, and this Freebird. is also a gift to other musicians. They are free to cover it. It's under a Creative Commons license, so anybody can cover Freebird to shut up that heckler. Nice. And they can sing it directly, too, if they could put a spot on that heckler. That would then, be great. Oh, my gosh. I just wish we'd come further in our heckles by now. Just play some Pet Shop Boys, anything different, you know? Okay, well, let's start that. Hashtag I've heard Pet play Shop some Pet Shop Boys three times at concerts okay. in different states. That's pretty amazing. It's great. All right. I, I love those three people. They're really thinking outside of the, the proverbial box. Hashtag PSB. Hashtag hash brown. All right. Well, now I'm hungry. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So I've got to play some commercials, and then we're going to come back with actually a track from Kark. So this is the Mark with a C trio. So this is live in the studio. Yes. And what you were trying to do is get more of your, what a concert might sound like, uh, on tape. Yeah, there's a resurgence for cassettes right now, mm -hmm. and I'd been asked, hey, are you going to do cassette releases? And we also wanted to showcase what my live band sounds like, so we just killed two birds with one stone. We gave the cassette aficionados uh, something special. And it's sparkly. And it comes with a download code because we're not monsters. <laughs> Wait, we're not? Will you say we? The Mark with a C trio are not monsters. There you go. Thank you for that. So we're going to come back with uh, God Save the Queen from Navy Seals on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. The Mark with a C trio from the cassette Kark, also available via download. Yes. This is off the internet. Yes, and, uh, there's no telegraph downloads yet. Stop. That's weird. Stop. And uh, that was from Kark, uh, God Save the Queen from Navy SEALs. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. I'm here with Mark with a C. Hello, Not the everybody. trio, just Mark with a C. Uh, well, that depends on which personality you're talking to at yeah. the time. The trio is here in spirit. Yes, Emmett Dobbin and Jim Myers are always in my heart. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Because you've eaten them? No, that would be my stomach. Okay, God, I'm still and Lower intestine. Physiology is still completely, completely obscure to me. No, I would have the worst. I mean, can you imagine how bloated I would be on stage? Like, I wouldn't even be able to move. It it just wouldn't make for a good show. Yeah. Their loved ones would be mad. Well, it might make for a good show. I mean, for a good reality TV show. Eating the Mark with a C trio, I suppose, would get ratings. <laughs> sure. I mean, Fox needs something for its next fall lineup. I forgot Fox existed. I cut the cord a while ago, so, and yeah. I, I completely forgot they were a thing. Yeah, they're not. Uh, Mark... Let's let's segue from Fox into bad business ideas. Yeah, six of one, half a dozen of the <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you have one. You came prepared because you didn't know exactly what I'd be asking, and so you like to over-prepare because your brain's always moving. Yeah, I, I thought like that. that you were asking me to come up with a, a bad business idea, but I don't think it's all that bad. I um, like it. So Hit me. 
Okay, we know that prank and novelty gifts do sell because somehow, despite the failure of malls to continue to be relevant in the aughts, Spencer's gifts still open in every one of them. So somebody's buying this crud. Yep. And if we can't sell it to them, Hot Topic is still out there too. Sure. So I have the ultimate in prank gifts. Now, this is a very specialized market. Imagine that you are cat sitting for someone mm -hmm. and you've got free reign of the fridge and their satellite and, you know, you can download whatever porn you want on their computer for the week. But you just want to have some fun for when they get home. Because everybody likes to leave that one little prank. You know, say you've shrink-wrapped everything in their sock drawer or something. Mm -hmm. Well, have I got the product for you. The sponge doorknob. Now, it's painted to look exactly like a doorknob, it, but it's sponge. So, whenever they reach for it and turn, for a second they feel really, really strong because they're crushing it. Like when you first pick up that empty suitcase and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, look at me, I'm a bodybuilder. But when they try to twist it, it won't move because it's sponge. So they can't. They are effectively locked out of their own house, despite there being no lock. I love it. That's my bad business idea. I love it. I'm I had also thought that. about the Simon alarm clock. Basically, every time like you Simon hit, and Simon. No, Simon the um do 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 the the toy. So every time you hit snooze, it gives you a more complicated pattern. So it wakes you up more. So it and wakes more. you up progressively. Yes, I but, think there are a couple of apps out there like that. But this one will be covered in Nerf for when you throw it for the eighties nostalgia. Oh, nice! Yeah. I like it. It's a Nerf football that actually makes noise when you throw it as well. I don't know about that. Um, no, you're you're making my bad business idea worse, Nick. What do you have? Wait, wait. They're bad business ideas. <laughs> you're making it worse, so. <laughs> so I'm making it better in a way. I guess you are, yeah. I, every You're totally shattering my preconceived notions. Mark. May I call you Mark? I, I, I believe you can. Okay. Inspiration comes in many ways in many places, in several types of bottles. I'll agree. Okay, very good. Science is moving incredibly quickly nowadays. They are discoverers leading us down some new paths, as, as they do. One leads to a cure for cancer, another path to robots gaining sentience and becoming our overloads. The third, well, let's just say mini black hole, Earth collapses from the inside. So there's a lot to look forward to. As a precursor to that, science has taken us to the next step using mice, belligerent, belligerent, awful mice. So what they did was they identified neurons in the brain that trigger uh, aggressive behavior, biting, like looking for prey, hunting, all of that. And they figured out a way, it's called, let me make sure I have this correctly, uh, optogenics. So they can actually fire these neurons using lasers. So you can shoot these lasers at the mice. The mice go crazy. They basically turn into the walking dead zombies. So it's like Wellbutrin that they don't have to swallow. Correct. Just lasers. Shoot the laser mice, neuron stimulated, mouse turns into zombie. The good news, if there is some in this. <laughs> yes, please show me the bright side, Nick. The mice don't attack other mice. So they don't become cannibals. They don't become true zombies, only what they consider prey. So also the more hungry the mouse is, the more apt it is to be affected by this laser treatment. Now, I know what you're thinking. A million and one applications for this technology on humans, right? <laughs> like there's obviously what you're thinking of is a laser system that could be installed in restaurants to make people hungry for and more apt to eat your food. And guess what, Mark? That's exactly what I'm thinking. But hold on a second, Mark. Slow your horses down right there. Are they slow? I can't tell. I just met you. I, I think you're using your laser to read my thoughts. Okay. It's like you've known Good. me my whole life. 
obviously there might be what you might describe as a few ethical dilemmas with something like this. No. Well, there are. I okay. looked it up. I had to look up the definition of ethical and dilemma in order to really figure that out. Uh, manipulating people using technology without their knowledge to do things they may not want to do sounds kind of bad. What if we were helping people at the same time? Stay with me here. Our new company that you would head would perfect this laser technology and install it in restaurants, but ethically. What do I mean by that? Mark, have you ever been to a restaurant that just goes, you go there and it only closes a little while later? You don't know why? It just closes. It wasn't that popular. One you liked, other people didn't seem to connect with it. That's where our new company, Light Appetite, Light mm -hmm. Appetite comes in. We find restaurants that aren't very good, Mark. They aren't great. The chefs and the restaurateurs have lost determination because they, no one wants to eat their average cuisine in their really kind of average restaurant. And, you know, their confidence is shot. They need a little bit of uh, a boost. Yeah. And so that's where these lasers would come in, literally boosting lasers. So we're only going to go out and put the lasers into restaurants that aren't very good. Yeah, I've already got the, the business plan in my head. Okay. So, yes, I, I would take this and run with it and we let, let's say we pick um, the world's worst food truck just I mean like yeah. someone's RV and they basically heat you up a TV dinner and then once this TV dinner RV food truck has made a million dollars but we've kept this secret mm -hmm. and then we sell it to the military because it has the other applications of making people go crazy so it would in effect make unbelievable soldiers that have no ethical dilemmas as far as dropping bombs and that's where its real usage would come in now they wouldn't be technically going after other people because they would only be dropping things on targets i see so we build this it up and then sell it to the military industrial complex and then we have so much money that we have no ethical problems anymore we can pay our feelings to go away oh okay so we test it in the restaurant environment yeah perfect it and then go to the military. Yeah. And if you show the military, like, look, really they were, we, it was an RV that sold hot pockets. I mean, that's it. Nothing else. And I'm talking bad hot pockets, like, you know, egg and licorice M mushrooms hot and feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I we like did. So of. military pay us. And in, in some <laughs> cases, the military probably would just pay us to shut up about it they because could. they would be so worried about the, the, Weapons that they would now uh, would be obsolete now. That's true. So they if might just pay just us use... hush money like the electric car or something. This is the next electric car is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think okay, this, but, is, this but, is not a bad business idea. Mark, wait. There's a second bad business idea. You still have to choose. I've already chosen. Hold on a minute. All right. Okay. Patterns, Mark. You're a musician. You know about this. There's patterns everywhere. They're on rugs. They're on clothes. They're on all sorts of fabrics. I think they're in other places too. Take, for example, the pattern of a cow, the tail swishing, right? Okay. So there's a company called Mukal that just came out. They're out of Ireland. And what they figured out was there's a particular pattern when the cow is ready to calf, when the cow is ready to give birth. So now the farmer, I'm assuming it's still a farmer. It might not be. I'm not sure how farms work. And cow midwife. Yeah. Well, now they know. They get a text message when the cow is ready to give birth. Because they can tell from the, the swing and tail. They put a sensor on the tail and they say, okay, ready to pop out. So was there like a, a 
cow version of I didn't know I was pregnant that led up to this? Yeah, well, they don't know when to go out there. The cow midwife can't just sit there. Sure they can. Well, well do, you, do they like their cow or not? Well, I guess what else do they have going on? Right. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Okay. I'm so sorry, I'm derailing you. A company in Texas is using sensors to track uh, elderly people. So in their house, they're living at yeah, home. It's about time. You're worried about them. You don't know what they're doing at night. Uh, so what they do is they look for patterns within the house. You put a sensor on everything. So this is around the time that, you know, your, your mom will go and get something out of the fridge. This is around the time that your mom will go use the microwave. So when something's awry, it basically learns all the patterns. It, uh, it sends you a text message. Hey, this person didn't turn on the TV to the price is right today at uh, 945. So something might be wrong. We want to check in on your mom or it might be just moms are trying to get us to call them more. I don't know. Point is sensors and patterns. As far as sensors go, people are walking around. We're walking around with a bunch, right? You got a smartphone? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Smartwatch, possibly a Fitbit. We already got all the sensors on. Where and there's sensors that the government puts inside us every time we get a vaccination. Right. Of course. I mean, there's that one. What patterns do we want to track that apply to musicians? Um of people. I have no idea. Okay, on the dance floor. No. So, yeah, no, we do. People dancing, moving around, in many cases not knowing what to do with their arms. I have no idea what to do. No, that's easy to dance. do. You don't need anything. You just, you look at their Facebook and figure out how long they've been single. And eventually they will dance. I'm I mean, not... disco was just a government movement to get people to procreate. You, do you think that Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young was making people want to go get funky? No. But Ring My Bell did. Hence, baby boomers. No, we're, we're going Wait, with the first business idea. Baby boomers? Yeah. They were from the 50s. Yeah, but, you know, their, their kids had to have kids. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so, well, let me just finish this one real quick. I'll, I'll hear you out, okay, but I, I I'm still going that. with the millions of dollars to kill our ethical problems. So people are moving on the dance floor. We're tracking them and seeing the patterns. So then we can kind of tell, okay, well, it looks like you're at a Mark with a C concert and you kind of like the music and this is how you moved around. And so we cross-reference that with our database of other people movement. And we say, oh, you might also like this band or you might like this band. You might like Mark with a C because of the way you move. So basically we're taking the pattern of your movement and matching it up with the pattern of movements at other shows, at other concerts. What if you're pregnant with a cow at a Mark with a C concert? Has that happened? Could. I've had some pretty funky stuff go on at my shows. You'd be surprised. Okay. I uh, feel like you're going back to lasers. You're not liking the sensor well, thing. Yes and no. That I, I like it in general, but I don't really see any practicality for it, mm -hmm. especially when I often play kind of hipstery venues where the dance move is right hand in the pocket, left hand clutching half full cup of yellow beer, um, and leaving before the end of the show. That's perfect. Then we so, know what our demographic is. I don't need a tracker for that. I see it. Mm, okay. I know when they like songs because their phones are out. Well, I will tell you my first name for the uh, for this company was already taken. It was Algorithm because it's an algorithm. But somebody's already using that. Also, Algo as a prefix means pain, which is weird. So it's pain rhythm. So that didn't. So I like Sways of the Flesh or Get a Move On. And uh, the tagline would be dance like Big Brother is watching. So both of these are pretty controlling of people or at least tracking them. 
Not the first one. It's, there's just more money to be made. There's no practical usage to expound on capital for the second one. Um, there's no hook for people to want it. Okay. There's just no hook other than a great tagline, and it it would go viral for a couple of days. That's but, true. But nobody would ultimately use it. Um, it would be much like, I don't know, the ColecoVision to the first suggestions Atari. I like that. I like that analogy. I In a world that. full of you, Transformers, that second idea is a go-bot. Is a go-bot. Nice. All right. I, I like, you know, I like the way you move. I which, like the logic. Which do you prefer? I mean, out of the two. Oh, I don't, I don't care. As long as I'm a silent <laughs> partner, you're doing all the work. I mean, this is yours now. Okay. This is yours to run with. I'm on it. Yeah. All right, great. I'm going to have to invest in mushroom and feed Hot Pockets and an RV, but <laughs> I, it's a start. How much could that possibly cost? I feel like Hot Pockets would pay us to get rid of those Hot Pockets. Absolutely. And I'm sure there's, you know, I, I just have to wait for a sex offender in my area to get arrested and get their creeper van to to have the food truck. You know, preferably one with a really cool mural on the side. Oh, yeah. Like Xena. Unicorns and rainbows and... Yeah, just Warrior so you princesses. know you're not supposed to be anywhere near it, but somehow that's the place that you have to go to get the hot pocket. Makes it tastes sense. like feet. Makes sense. All right, well, let's go with a song. How about some Gogol Bordello? How about it? All right, Transcontinental Hustle on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And my very special guest is Mark with a C. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. I'm very special. You are very special. I am. I'm quite special. Thank okay, you very I was waiting for, for you to argue with me, but it's not. No, um, I'm. I've been awake for about 24 hours now, so I feel quite special. I. This is just one big fever dream right now. I will have no recollection of this tomorrow. It's going to be great. So Perfect. I can't wait to hear the replay. Oh, that's excellent. And you will hear the replay. We'll put it up on toacertaindegree.com. And if you're interested in Mark's music, we played a little bit today, and we'll play a little bit more coming up. Uh, Markwithac.com. Yes. Very or, easy. Uh, markwithac.bandcamp.com slash merch if you want to pick up physical items and if you want to just give me money for being Mark with a C so that I can make more records patreon.com slash Mark with a C So how long have you been doing Patreon as a way to support uh, essentially your art? It, it's a supplemental thing because yeah. the, the main income comes from streaming and uh, selling digital things and selling records uh, but I think it's been about three or four months now Oh, okay. So relatively recent. Yeah, it's it's been a new development. I had to really uh, talk myself into it. So what got you to go in that direction ultimately? Was it just, you know, there are people out there who want to support you, don't necessarily, who maybe already have all of your albums or all the albums that they might want and want to support you in another way? The shortest way to get there is to say that for my next release, I, I've got a, a producer... I, I've made all my records myself. I, I'm the only person there. I, I'm working in solitude. And I want to make a record in Canada with one of my favorite producers of all time, whose name is Jordan Zadarozny. And he uh, he was in a group called Blinker the Star. And he, he's just fantastic at what he does. Makes some of my favorite records of all time. And uh, he's agreed to take on the record. He's basically kind of like Steve Albini meets Jeff Lynn of Canada. But it's not cheap to go there. His time isn't free. And I needed a way to make a little bit more than I was making through record sales mm -hmm. to fund that Canada trip. But I assure you it will be uh, worth it. I can't say it's my best record ever because it's not finished. The writing is very good. Mm -hmm. the, all the demos are very good. And now I want to make this sort of collaborative project with him. And Patreon is helping me do that. And once we get to the goal of $500 per month, 
I will do a 24-hour live stream where I will write and record an album on camera so people can see my process. Now, I'm not promising that it's going to be good, just that whatever I make within 24 hours will eventually be released and you can have it to laugh at or, and you could possibly be in the chat room and sway me to go in a certain direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Mark, make more ringtones. (laughs) And that's separate from this album you're talking about recording in Canada. And I've already got another EP that's going to come out in April, but I didn't say that just now. Okay, I didn't hear a thing. So along with that, you have the uh, album reissues, the vinyl reissues that came out today. So definitely go to the site and check that out if you like vinyl at all. And if you like good music at all, that's a good site to go to, markwithac.com. So let me ask you this about, I read a lot. There's a lot of good stuff out there already about your writing process and you know what you do when you hit a wall and things of that nature. But one of the things I found interesting, because I find I do the same thing, is you keep a lot of your writing and a lot of your everything. So even from the time you were 13, 14 years old, when you first started really writing poetry and writing songs, and sometimes that stuff finds its way back into your music. Is that right? So you go back to, do you ever just go back and start reading some of that stuff? I haven't for a number of years. When that stuff creeps in is when I'm holding the guitar and it just sort of comes back to my fingers. It's usually musical motifs okay. that uh, that I tend to reuse. Not so much the lyrics because I don't relate to the things. Even now, the earliest Mark with a C material I, that's out there that you can go and hear right now. I don't relate to any of those lyrics. That's a completely different person. It was a very entitled and uh, angry man who misunderstood the world and how old are these would you say those lyrics are uh i wrote those between the age of 20 and 24 probably and i i really felt that the world owed me something um i I was entitled to have a, a a relationship just because everyone deserves companionship and i didn't realize well hey maybe i need to have something to offer as well maybe what can i do for the other person that wasn't really on my radar at the time and I, that's really reflected in the writing hmm. so i wouldn't probably go back to many of those themes but some of the music music's malleable you can take a very quiet song and sing about your penis and make people laugh where otherwise you could also sing the song about you know your dead grandma Music you can you can change to be about anything. You can invoke any sort of feeling you want with three chords. I mean, the fact that you know David Bowie's Golden Years is uh, basically the chord structure of George Benson's On Broadway mm-hmm. should explain that to you. Like it's the same, you know. F I think it's F sharp minor to E. I think that's the chords, and it's the same thing. It is On Broadway. But they're two completely different songs. 100% different. Yeah. So I'll go back to music when it comes back to me, but I don't necessarily go looking for it. So, But look, I do have a lot of those notebooks. I won't show still them around. to you. Oh, oh, no, no, no. They're, they're packed away, but I do have them. That's very interesting. So do you ever feel like my, my issue is now, especially with everything being digital, so it always kind of follows me around. So I either have it in the cloud. I have all these old things that I've written. I have all this... Maybe I should revisit that character. Maybe I should revisit this or, you know, I can't write this. What I get a lot is I can't write this until I find that one thing that I wrote back in 2003 that had something to do with this. And maybe there was a nugget in there that I could use here. And I've been thinking about just throwing it all away. It's uh, very akin to there's uh, a band called Cake, which I'm sure you're familiar with. They did a song called Guitar. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, a line in there that's, uh, you know, should I just throw my guitar at the window? 
would I be happier if I did that? And I always feel like, obviously, I'm not saying you should throw your guitar out the window. Mark, get away from that window. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that's what I was thinking. And so I, I struggle with that a little bit, that sort of pack rat nature and, you know, the weight of those things. Would it be more cathartic if I was just starting from ground zero? There's two schools of thought of, uh, on that that I would recommend to you to, to weigh equally. One is to keep it around because you've got this one process and you are getting something done. I mean, you, you've written some things to bring into the show today, so obviously it is kind of working for you. On the other hand, if you throw it all away, what you're dealing with is uh, the function of the brain, which we call memory, but it's really just that moment and you have it sort of freeze framed. And then what you consider your memory is actually the decay of that moment staining your brain ultimately. Mm -hmm. So you can take what you remember and be forced to come up with something to fill in the gaps. If you know for sure that you can't fall back on older ideas that you can point to physically. It's more, how do you want to live? How do you want to create? Hmm. That's what you're really asking yourself. It's a good point. Um, I don't see any reason not to have those things. I don't necessarily disown my past, but that doesn't mean I need to relive it all the time. I like that quote. I like another quote from you as well. Um, I don't know when you came up with this. It probably wasn't when you were younger. It was probably more recent. When trolling and negativity are the spirit of the time, the most punk rock thing to do is be nice. Yes, that's uh, from the first song on an album that I can't say the title of. Um, on air. Yeah, that's the uh, the bridge to the song, Try to Just Stop, from... It would rhyme with Mother Huggers Be Bull Mittens. Great. It's a 10-song story it's about a, um, a frustrated musician whose uh, girlfriend leaves him to become a lawyer, and then he's saved by a giant squid. So the whole thing is one big story? Yeah. Very few people make albums anymore and sort of that... Well, I may be wrong. I, I take that back. So maybe some people do. They're not getting the press for it. They're not getting the press for it. So I remember some albums where you could listen from the beginning to end. And they're not necessarily story albums, but they, they're obviously built in a specific way. So I was a big Queen fan. Um, oh, sure. By accident. Yeah. And they started remastering around the time I really got into them. It was about 85, 86. And they started remastering the cassettes and the LPs mm -hmm. and everything. And they added these remixes of the songs at the end. So what they ultimately had to do was change the order of the songs. And because you couldn't have We Will Rock You twice in a row, apparently. Or the remix awful version with scratching and all this other stuff on it. And so I had to go back and actually go find the original cassettes. Because I wanted to hear it in the order that they were in. Because at the time, musicians were telling you or putting it together in that way, I hope, for the most part, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm romanticizing it a bit, because they wanted you to listen to it in a specific order. Well, sure, sequencing is massively important if you care about the album as an art form. If you don't, and you're ultimately making a collection of singles, well, then really, who cares? I mean, right. I love the Go-Go's. I really love Go-Go's records, but let's face it, you play it in the order that they tell you to, or you put it on shuffle, it's pretty much the same thing. Doesn't matter. Um, put the wall on shuffle and you're in a world of hurt. Oh, that doesn't even make any sense because then you're trying to watch uh, Wizard of Oz with it. <laughs> and Oh, no, that's Can we not just the wall. stop syncing things up to Dark Side <laughs> of the Moon already? Like, can't we just try another album? Like, oh, man, Frida's first solo album. Frida from ABBA? Yeah. Um, yeah, it syncs up perfectly to Officer and a Gentleman. 
Like, can't we try something else? Okay, Why does just, it always have to be Darkseid and Wizard of Oz? Just started a whole urban uh, myth on that one. So I You're welcome, that. Internet. All right, so let's play a song. We're going to play one of yours, Mark with a C. This is going to be about anything but plain. Anything uh, you want to say about this song? Yeah, this is a song from the last record of new material that I put out about this time last year. It's from an album called Unicorns Get More Bacon. And uh, it's uh, one of two... There's four Mark with a C tattoos out there that I know of, and most of them are from a song called Music Can Heal. Mm -hmm. But this is the only Mark with a C tattoo not related to Music Can Heal. A, a lady named Sierra felt so inspired by the lyrics of this song and made her proud, I, I guess, of her body shape or something. I, I don't want to say exactly what it means to her because I, I would hate to be wrong. Uh, so she got a tattoo on her leg of the title of the song. Nice. So it's a it meant a lot to me in the first place, but now it means even more. And it meant to her. Okay, good. So we're gonna play that right now on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. Mark with a C on WPRK, and I'm holding the album in front of me right now. Mark with a C is here in the studio. Good morning, Mark. He tells no lies. I'm right here. And and I'm holding the album. I'm yes, literally. It, he really is holding the LP. I I think a lot of people think I lie quite a bit. So I really appreciate you. If anytime I'm telling the truth, if you could just point that out. I would Snapchat it right now if I hadn't forgotten it. Nice. So what I uh, really appreciate about the album, the LP that I'm holding in my hands, is how colorful not only the album is, but the vinyl itself. So tell me a little bit about the vinyl for this one. Sure. Uh, well, the outside packaging, the uh, the front cover is a joke made by the period about the periodic table by my daughter. She had to create a sentence or a phrase out of the periodic table for a school assignment, brought it home. And I said, well, that's just clearly an album cover. And then my good friend, that Catherine, she does the Robot of Leisure comic strip in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, she's done a number of my releases, pretty much everything since around 2013, I think. Um, I told her, just go nuts, do whatever you want with the rest of the art. And she just said, can I make it look like Lisa Frank threw up all over it? And she absolutely did. And she illustrated my bunnies, uh, Tammy Faye Baker and Alice Cooper. And in the inside cover, you've got my dog Meatwad um, riding a skateboard because he saw it in the Free Fallen video. So, of course, he had to go do it. Yeah. By the way, that came out in the 80s. And uh, the vinyl itself is pink and blue swirl. So it, it makes interesting patterns, patterns like, um, you know, the light appetite uh, business that we vetoed when you spin it on your turntable. So it's uh, it's edutainment. You can learn about the periodic table by peering at the cover and mm -hmm. by watching it spin. You can just have your mind blown H.R. Puffin stuff style. I love it. And it also looks like candy. So this is a theme for your, your vinyl as well, is that it all looks like candy. Not losing salt. Losing salt is what we call salt and pepper splatter. So that one looks more like um, mashed potatoes. So food-related albums is a thing. Yeah, I mean, there's... I think the key to being, well, first of all, vinyl is just way, way sexier than any other medium that sure. one can take in music. And I think that with morality changing, many people equate oral things with sexy. So if sex sells and you want to put sex in your mouth, then bam, we have to make the vinyl look like food. This is what I just came up with just now when you said that. Yeah. I've never thought about it, but you're right. Oh my God. You just delved into my psyche. I'm cured. I have to go.
I don't know if cured is the right word, but yeah, yeah, you're something along those lines. Okay. So before you go, uh, the show is going by pretty quick, but we have a couple more things to do. I wanted to do a pop culture and current event quiz with a music theme. All right. Because you're a musician, and this is a music show, and it's a radio station. I, there, I, basically, it's just the stuff I came up with. Are you familiar with U2? The band, not the plane. I, I am aware that there is a band named U2. Okay. They're touring this summer. It's the anniversary of one of their more famous albums. The Joshua and, Tree. Yeah. yeah, and they're planning to perform the entire album uh, with some other songs. So I, you already guessed it. So that was good. You already... I didn't even have to say the Joshua Tree, Octung Baby, or Pop. And hopefully it's not Pop. And Octung Baby would be okay, but it is the Joshua Trees, 30 years. I believe that, uh, much like you were either a Beatles or a Stones person, I believe that you're either a U2 or an R.E.M. person. And I am far on the R.E.M. spectrum. Okay. Very far. Um, I am aware of U2, and I respect their achievements, but I can't... Uh, can't really call myself a fan. There's a couple of songs that I'm okay with, but yeah. but much like in warfare with our optogenics, you have to know your enemy. But I'm just obsessed with knowing things about music in general, so I know quite a bit about YouTube besides not really enjoying them. Despite okay. not really enjoying them. So you're not going to go see them this summer then? No. Okay. I've Fair seen enough. them before and I wasn't uh, didn't have a great time. Oh. Which tour was it? I was about 12 or 13, and it was the Zoo TV tour, and the Pixies were opening, and that was the main reason I wanted oh, to go. Oh, that's why you wanted to go. That makes sense. And the Pixies were in a bad way, too, so even the Pixies were disappointing. They were Yikes. just, like, basically flicking each other off all night, you know, with their eyes. Like, you know when you could tell by the body language, these four they people do not other. want yeah. to be here. All right, moving on. Speaking of uh, people not wanting to be here, for some reason, Joseph Fiennes was cast as Michael Jackson in an episode of something called Urban Myths. It was an episode where apparently there's an urban myth where Michael Jackson drove across the U.S. with Elizabeth Taylor and Marlon Brando after 9-11. And Joseph Fiennes was cast as a white British actor as Michael Jackson. So that show's not going to air over the controversy, but Lifetime just announced they're doing a King of Pop movie. Who are they casting as Michael Jackson? Is it A, Ralph Fiennes, Voldemort, Navi, a professional Michael Jackson impersonator, or C, Gary Sharon, formerly of Van Halen and Extreme. I was going to go with Corey Feldman, but Navi is actually too logical. I performed with Navi. Um, so oh, have I'm going to go. Yeah, and it was weird. It was in like a bar in Lakeland, and it was a last minute addition to the bill, and the people went nuts, like lost it as if Michael were in the building. So I'm going to go with Gary Sharon. I wish that was true, but it is Navi. No kidding. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. actually went for the logical choice? Yeah. I'm shocked. Tentatively titled Searching for Neverland, this movie's going to talk about or look at his final years through the eyes of his two uh, very loyal bodyguards who I'm not sure how loyal they can be if they wrote this or helped write this movie. Well, if, you know, nothing's happening, happening to the body, then they're doing their job. Yeah, that's true. They're guarding. That's pretty loyal. And I... Hey, uh, what's... um. Whitney Houston's favorite type of coordination. What? Hand eye. Thank you for that. Uh, so here's a chance for some puns as well. Willie Nelson has a song inspired by Donald Trump coming out on his new album, which will be out, I think, in March. What is the name of that song? Is it A, Ghost Riders in the Sky, B, Words Don't Fit the Picture, or C, Delete and Fast Forward? B. 
words don't fit the picture. No, it's uh, that's actually a song of his already. It's delete and fast forward. So mm. Willie Nelson wrote the song inspired by uh, Donald Trump. His new LP, God's Problem Child, will come out in April. And uh, he's working with producer Buddy Cannon again. So far, I'm not doing too well on this quiz. Uh, but Joe Jackson, uh, not related to the other Jackson we spoke of, just put out an album about fast forwarding through this part of oh, time. Really? And the title track, Fast Forward, is about that. So nice. um, it sorry, Willie, you're late to the game. <laughs> As I mean, uh, his reflexes are going to be slow for the obvious bit. reasons. Yeah, he doesn't have that. He's ancient. Hand-eye coordination of Whitney Houston. Yes, but Willie, you know, I, I believe that Willie probably is singing to the people that need to hear the message without getting into the disgusting aspects of the world right now. He's not preaching to the choir, so I'm glad he's doing it. Excellent point. Uh, so one last one, one last one, one last question. All let's, right. let's say it that way because that's proper English. Boxer briefs. Yes. Oh, briefs. Oh, were you asking? No, I, I, I was just answering your question. Oh, a box you, of briefs? No, boxer briefs. There you go. Got it. The Orlando Philharmonic is uh, performing a special concert tonight. The music is inspired by what animals? Is it A, birds, B, dragons, or C, giraffes? There's enough songs that you could do birds, like why do birds suddenly appear every time you're near? Um but I'm going to go with dragons because there's way more of a well that you can draw from for VGM and video game music if you were to go with dragons. So I'm going to go with dragons. All right. Uh, it is birds. How wrong am I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I tried to set that one up for you by having birds and then two mythical creatures because I figured like you would say, oh, it's got to be the real one. So I was looking, you know, there was a pattern in there. No, I'm going with Dragons because there's a lot more fantasy-type music. Well, yep. I'm also the programming manager for Nerdy8.fm, a 24-7 online radio station devoted to nerdy music. Mm -hmm. So I know how there's much Dragon material dragon. there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's tonight at the Plaza, and uh, it's called The Birds, uh, which I think is very uh, apocalyptic. Bring the umbrella. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there is uh, Byron Spiegel, Glee Uccelli, which is the birds, uh, Vaughn Williams, the lark ascending, and uh, ascending bird. Yeah, is another of the pieces they're going to be playing. All right, so, and free bird for go. the encore. And, free, <laughs> and when somebody that that heckler that's there at every concert yells out free bird, hopefully they'll play your version of it. And this is like the one place you can do that, heckler. Right. Exactly. All right, we're coming up on the top of the hour. Why don't we play, hmm, how about Dawes? How about a new band? We'll play that. A uh, picture of a man, because you're a man, and I'm going to take a picture of you. Okay. In the next segment. So that's good. Mark with a C is here. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This is Dawes with Picture of a Man from their album, We're All Gonna Die, which is, as far as I know, true. And uh, the first song on my 2006 album, Life's So Hard. We're All Gonna Die? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's sort of the prequel to Happy to Be Alive. Look at that. We're all bringing it back, and we're going to hear Happy to Be Alive. What? It's like we planned this. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My special guest today has been, and as far as I know, will continue to be Mark with a C. You're, you're correct in all the assumptions. Excellent. Every assumption you've ever made, it's all been right. I think that's a blanket statement you may want to take back. No, you, every X, I, I've checked in with all of them. You've made nothing but spectacular decisions in your life. 
Your family is so proud of you. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we have, let me just say, uh, stay tuned in. Mark with C and I are getting out of here, and we're going to let Ben take over with Music the World. He's actually got a special guest, a Rollins alum and a uh, a Voice Season 11 uh, contestant, uh, Christian Cuevas, will come on here in a minute and play some music. Wowzers. Yeah. So, Mark, uh, let's just talk a little bit more about you. Uh, We talked a little bit about you don't really have a lot of dates coming up right now, but anything that I see on your Twitter, on your Tumblr, on your Instagram, I will be happy to promote, and people should follow you there. Thank you. Get to all those things through your website, markwithac.com. And almost all the dates end up somehow on, if you look me up on Spotify, yep. it'll list concerts as they're announced there too. Oh, Weirdly. Okay. I don't yeah. know how that's happening, but I'm, I'm thankful. You, you'd like it. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you just look at Spotify and that's how you find out where you're playing? No, I'm, I'm my own manager. But I do find that some songs are more popular than I think they are based on where they rank in my weekly top 10. Oh, okay. Like this song, this really depressing song off Normal Bias called Dear Son has been in the top 10. And literally nobody has ever requested this song in the history of all of my songs at shows. But somehow it is just staying in the top 10 because someone is hearing, someone just needs this depression. Well, when people come to concerts, they don't necessarily, unless they're going to a Cure concert, 80s, they don't necessarily want to be, you know, downers. But when they're at home, when they're, I like sometimes listening to music and just feeling down. I oh, like sure. to have that, you know, that sort of, that's a cathartic moment. Yeah, otherwise me. low would be completely unemployed. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else you want to talk about? We've got the album. We, we've got the album reissues coming out today. You're in the band now. Yeah. The Marcos, the Marco, the, the C Quartet. trio is now a, we're a quadrilogy of musicians. <laughs> so you got three albums out today. Yes, there are uh, reissues. Uh, Normal bias, which is back on vinyl. It's out. Of, it was out of print for a while, and it's on white vinyl. Uh, Linda Lovelace for president, which is first time on vinyl from two thousand eight. It's uh, blue vinyl, and uh, losing salt, which not only first came out in two thousand nine, but is on vinyl for the first time, and that's salt and pepper splatter vinyl. But with absolutely no promotion, yesterday Bandcamp accidentally announced it early, and it went to number one on the Bandcamp indie pop vinyl chart with absolutely no promotion. So I'm very thankful for that. That's amazing. And now that you've been on this show, the sky's I'm, I'm gonna the limit. get the um, to a certain degree bump. Yep, yep. We talked. Like, about remember that. that time you played the Beatles, and now look at them. You're also going to get the to a certain degree 15, which you're going to gain 15 pounds right after the show. Oh, that's I cool. don't know why that happens. Every guest has said that. Laser. Yeah, the lasers. That's the well, laser. Mark with a C. Let's shake hands because that makes for good radio. Yes, everybody can you see have the this. warmest hands. And that was a weird thing to say. We're going to play one more song. Mark with a C. Happy to be alive. 